passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, I mean, this might be the nail in the coffin for Mitch Haniger. It kind of seems so. You know, they're kind of similar players. Um, Giasco has been a lot more healthier than we, uh, than um, Haniger, so that's kind of an upgrade. But if somehow I still read that if uh, Haniger doesn't want what he uh, thinks he can get out in the open open market, that uh, – the M still are in the running form. I don't think that's going to be the number one case, but like I said, hopefully maybe something could work out. That would be a nice little pickup for the Mariners to also get Haniger. Well, if they got Haniger back, what are you doing? Are you, are you putting who in left field? One of these, obviously one of these two would be your starting left fielder or is one of them the DH? Uh, that's why I think this is the, the first thing. This is the first piece. This is the, you know, Hernandez effect, like we're saying it, this is, there's a lot that can happen. I, I don't feel like now what I said last episode and episode before where I thought Hanniger was coming back for sure. I, I, you know, I'm having to take a step back from, from that now and going, I, I might be wrong. I just, I oh, don't yeah, see I mean, it. I'm not. I mean, as a percentage of Haniger coming back, I would still have it at like 20%, you know, and, you know, if, if the rumors are true that they're trying to shop Winker, you know, I just think Haniger would be back probably more in a DH role um, and be able to play maybe a few days out there. But like you said, it seems like it's the first move to move on from Mitch. Yeah. I mean, with the Teoscar Hernandez, you know, effect here, Yes, this affects all of these people that we were going to trade because that we thought we were going to trade that everybody has said is being shopped around, you know, from the sources like Morosi, Passin, uh, 710, KJR, Divish. Everybody's brought up that Winker's being shopped around. 
right? Um, we've also heard off and on the debate of Kelnick, but apparently he's being, uh, you know, brought up in conversations. And then you have Marco and you have Flexen. And one thing I thought that was really interesting that uh, Jeff Passan was alluding to on uh, MLB today, he was basically, I believe he was saying like, he thinks maybe Seattle and Toronto could be not done with business this offseason because, like, look, we're, we're a team that, you know, is looking for offense, and they're a team that is trying to reduce offense against them. Um, so maybe there could be some sort of other deal with Toronto. I don't know what that would be. I don't know. Maybe could that just be, like, dumping salaries? Because if you move, uh, you know, the people – the the people we just mentioned that that frees up a lot of money but then also toronto you know this seems like their move that they made here gave them a little bit of more flexibility with uh money this offseason what are your takes on on that whole uh pot of shit there that i just dropped well i agree with you that it could open up money i've, I've seen nemo as a possibility that they might uh, look to acquire now. As far as the Mariners, I thought it was awesome that Flexen or Marco wasn't involved in this trade because, you know, that then gives the Mariners an ability to trade them somewhere else. I personally don't, can't offhand think of a player that would fit right now with Toronto and sending Flexen or Marco to. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I'm just happy that Marco and Flexen wasn't involved in this. So it gives us another opportunity to look for possibly yeah. a second baseman and something like that. If we're not able to acquire one of the big four short stuff. Yeah. It's just interesting that we still have all these, these moves. I knew somebody from the bullpen was going to go. I knew, you know, I obviously we all know that the, the players that aren't going to get moved from the bullpen, but then I would, I mean, I thought it was a good trade. Um, I like Swanson uh, really came on, you know, he was a starter coming from New York, the Mariners, moved him to the bullpen. The Mariners are really good at kind of honing in pitchers and making them a lot better, you know, and I thought it was great that we traded him probably at his highest value right now. Absolutely. I mean, I hate to see him go. He was, he was a stud, uh, but you know, this wasn't one of the homegrown guys that we put all this stock into and time into. Um, and I don't know much about Mako. Uh, is that his name? The, uh, I know he was the number eight prospect that we handed over. Um, you know, that that may or may not turn out. I hate when we trade prospects, too, and we go, man, I hope that guy doesn't, uh, I hope his career and his dreams don't work out that great so it doesn't feel like a trade that I'm going to regret, which is such a fucking weird part of being a fan and forgetting about that human emotion. But, like, it is one of these things where it's like, maybe this guy turns into something, maybe he doesn't, but... We're also we're we're trading away at something that we have, uh, and I know that Jerry Depoto hates to even hear this word is a, a surplus of of arms. But like everybody that we kept bringing up last year, nobody was a liability. No, yeah, and like I said, um, the Mariners to me have proven that they can develop uh, pitching way more than they have position players. So I feel a lot better too. I know that he was ranked their number one left-handed pitcher out of the farm system so that's a little rough but knowing like I said that the Mariners are good at identifying these players that makes me feel better knowing that they said okay we can uh let this guy go 